I'm your huckleberry. I've not yet begun to defile myself. I have two guns, one for each other. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM in our many, many podcast platforms. I am Nick. I am Will. And I'm Josh. we got a great show lined up today. We're going to be talking about, uh, did you guys know there's something going on in Ukraine? No. Some Dude. great news. <laughs> Expound on this. We'll get you caught up on that. Uh, we'll talk about some crazy stuff, more happenings out in the ocean with some wacky world. But first, we're going to get the show kicked off. Uh, we got a couple of guests in the studio, uh, a couple of freshmen from the, the Galloway dorm. We got uh, George and Joe. They're going to come in here and uh, tell some jokes, right? Um, Not exactly, but I mean, if you want us to, we can Make yeah. us come laugh. up with something. Make one, us Joe? laugh. I feel like taking a segment off, you know. <laughs> uh Hello, Nick. It's a pleasure to be here. Hi, hi, Joe. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, uh, braving the the show here. Uh, you guys were involved in something that's very controversial. Now, I mean, there there have been things that have happened in this country that have been controversial. You know, there's been Watergate, there's been the JFK assassination, and then there's been this, and that just tops all of it. Oliver Stone is in talks to get the rights to your story, which is that the Charger Chopped cooking competition hosted by the Student Activities Board was rigged. Am I correct? Yeah, and I, I wouldn't really say it was a claim more than a fact, and I think it'll <laughs> be pretty apparent as we go along. But All right, you know, the, the floor is yours. Uh, just the, To you, just lay out the case, please. Okay, I'll hand it off to Joe because I think... I'm, I'm pretty much the emotion behind it, but he can be the play-by-play <laughs> commentator. Sure. Thank you, George. Um, so, yeah, we had uh, quite a, a good meal planned for these judges. Uh, it, it couldn't be topped. It was, uh, we called it, uh, what was it, our, our pork de la creme uh, de Paul, if you will, uh, in honor of our patron chef, Paul. Um, nice. And so we, we had that prepared for them. Uh, quite frankly, it was, it was the best meal prepared out of all of them. Uh, what everyone, was in the meal? Uh, well... Quite obviously, pork, okay. um, and then an assortment of spices and flavors and vegetables galore that made up the cream de la Paul. But not Paul. N- Paul was our emotional support. Mm. Uh, the special ingredient that he added was love. There you <laughs> go. Yeah, there. He was there in spirit. <laughs> he was there in spirit and in sauce. Very nice. He wrote some nice <laughs> letters about it, too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's true. I read those, um, and my friend George here read them as well. Um, but sadly... We, we regret to uh, inform that uh, we didn't even place, despite wow. the superiority wow. of our dish. And I think, here's where I come in, because first, we should have known SAB was corrupt, placing this event mm. where only 36 people could participate. And mind you, Hillsdale College is a campus of 1,400 beautiful students, beautiful individuals, creating a... Yeah, a lot more than 36 students. Right. There was some gatekeeping going on, what you're saying. Ah. Yes, and they, then... They were blocking access to the polls. Yes. <laughs> and all the all the students who had loving parents who probably knew how to cook were at a luncheon with Dr. Arn, ah. um, so they were not able to attend. Um, and then that was also, you know, there wasn't enough oversight there because people were gone. Were they, were they allowing bipartisan cooking watchers in, or were they blocking them out? Absolutely not. Um, I could, uh, I can personally attest uh, with physical evidence. Um, as soon as we got there, uh, our table was placed uh, directly in eyeshot of the judges. Okay. Um, so they could give us helpful feedback um, and things, you know, that were relative to uh, what we were doing, what we were preparing there. Um, immediately upon entry, uh, we had gone to look at the ingredients as one does. And uh, we found that our table, our spot, if you will, had been had been moved. Wow! And we were we were really 
quite uh, eager to get to the bottom of this. Why would this be moved? You know, what what wrongdoing have we done? Uh, and we come to figure out that our uh, dear colleagues, uh, who will not be named, but uh, let's just say they were of the female variety, mm. who oh. had a very good uh, mm. relationship with uh, people on the SAB, mm. uh, took our spot, it's true. And um, we, uh, unfortunately, that put us at a uh, disadvantage right off the bat. I see. Yeah, because they, they, they were able to, uh, I think, foresee with some of the great guys that we had there, George, myself, and also Thomas, um, that the talent had entered, and uh, they needed to give some mm. of those people <laughs> a little bit of a leg up on us, if you okay. will. You were a force to be reckoned with, mm. obviously. Mm. This blatant yeah. atrocity is just disgusting. Yeah. Yes, and can... If you don't mind, I'm going to talk about the judging because I think that's where, if you're not convinced, folks, yet, I think this is where it really gets out of hand. So there's 12, there's 12 dishes, all big main dishes. Okay. And there's three judges, right? The problem is, is they had to eat these dishes right in a row. Okay. And of course, the people who were judged first were the people who had stolen our table, the uh, friends with the, the SAB. Uh-huh. Mm. I think so we does the sauce. So does the sauce. Yes, mm. because it was cooling down, and our dish was meant to eat hot. <laughs> um, oh. So yes. Um, so about I, I would say thirty-five to forty minutes later, we were the eleventh group to go. There was no water. The SAB had not provided our judges even water <laughs> to cleanse their palate between the dishes. Oh my goodness. So at this point, they probably have like a headache from right. and a bellyache from all the terrible mm. food they've had to eat before ours. Yeah, I can only um, imagine. And. It was all done, all the uh, ballot counting, if you will, all the decisions <laughs> were made in, in private. Oh so dear. behind closed doors. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, but, uh, during that uh, ballot counting, if you will, um, there are a suspicious, suspicious number of containers brought in. Oh. Um, three exactly, uh, right before uh, they announced their verdict on who had uh, no won the Hillsdale chopped. Um, so you know, I think the people of Hillsdale kind of want to know what were in those containers. <laughs> Um, what was being housed in there, and yeah. how it affected the uh, final overall. No I doubt. definitely do. Definitely some like mm-hmm. hidden compartment stuff going on. <laughs> no doubt, it was uh, it was lean cuisine they were bringing in. Yeah, yeah. You know, microwave it for the judge. And now I kind of want to go back to the situations around the the judging. And George, I think you made a very a very good good point here. The the judges, you said about forty five minutes. They're just they, they've just been eating slop yeah. for forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. Their palate has not been cleansed. Yeah. They I can't think. taste George properly. Right. They yeah. they they are two whole pants size is larger yes. by the point they get Absolutely. so do you think that you really got a fair like how do you feel at the end of thanksgiving dinner like do you think you got a fair shake um i think that was about as fair as i don't know i think there's a lot of analogies you can make but i yeah i don't know i i don't think you can say it was fair by any stretch of the imagination do you have anything to compare the fairness to not on air <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. So it it was about as fair as just say like a northern European man with blonde hair and blue eyes. Yeah, I guess you could fair say that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I just think it's shameful that you, that you guys were. I mean, it sounds like you guys got the short end of the stick. And mm-hmm. uh, who ended up winning the competition? At this point, like when it was announced, we were so distraught that I actually did not pay attention to who won. <laughs> Because I think we can all admit that there really wasn't a winner. There was just a bunch of losers. There was 36 mm, ah. losers there who deserved to know who the best cooks were on campus, and we didn't get a fair share. Yeah. Okay. You know who really lost were the judges. <laughs> That's true. They, they literally they were dehydrated the Having entire time. <laughs> no water. <laughs> no water. And too much salt. 
Well, you know, that's who really lost, but let's think about who really won. You know, it wasn't the people who got to take home the prizes. It was the people who were able to make a quick buck off of it. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, that buck happened um, at our dear, beloved Sosta Paul's expense. Uh-huh. Mm. It's true. Very so unfortunate. Sorry. Now, what, what I think needs to happen on this campus, and I think we could make this happen. The loft, we do have a bit of a following on this campus. Mm-hmm. I think we could rehost Charger. So, it's, uh, this is going to be sort of like the tuck rule game, sort of. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be uh, an asterisk and say, you know, so and so won, but. We know there was some hanky-panky going mm-hmm. on, and I think that w- there needs to be a full investigation, a full report. But here's what I'm going to do. Audit, if you will, a full and, audit. And, and a full audit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to pump the stomachs of the judges, get the food back yeah. out, and reevaluate. And even happened. if the outcome of the whole deal doesn't change, we deserve to know. Right, exactly. Baseline. I have a right as an American, a tax-paying American, and a citizen of Hillsdale College to know who really won that competition. So here's what we're going to do for you. I think that the loft is going to host— Even seating— an even, evenly seated, another cooking competition. More details will follow. Water included. I, yes, we will give the judges water. And, and he, here's who the judges will be. Um, I, I want Dr. Stewart to be a judge. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, who, who else Yost. knows? Dr. Yost. Yost, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. Clearly, they know something about food. And I think there's a lot. We should have Benito Suero be a judge. Yeah. Here you go. The, uh, the manager of the dining hall on campus. Ah. Mm-hmm. So I think the loft is going to make this happen for you guys. That's my promise. Appreciate it. As I live and breathe. Okay. Thank you, George and Joe, for coming out, bringing light, shining light in the darkness. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Moving on, as I teased earlier, in case you didn't know, little known fact, there is actually an invasion going on in Ukraine right now. The Russians have moved in. Crazy. Unprecedented. Ukraine being invaded by Russia. That's, That's one for the history books right there, boys. That's never happened at all. You know, as always... We can trust. You, you better believe that the people are standing up. Uh, the celebrities are going to weigh in and give their well-thought-out and well-valued opinions Thank on this God. invasion. Well-researched as well. Don't forget that as well. Our yeah. moral compasses. Yeah. Where would we be without the celebrities to lead us? With their vast knowledge and experience of the world. That's right. They know. If, yes. if there's anyone who knows what's going on in Ukraine right now, it's going to be Joy Behar of The View, mm-hmm. who is well-known for her very prescient and concise and always, always relevant political commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, here's Joy Behar explaining uh, the real problem with the invasion in Ukraine. Go ahead. What's going to happen in, in Western Europe, too? Yeah. You know, you just you plan a trip. You want to go there. I want to go to Italy for four years. I haven't been able to make it because of, of uh, the pandemic. And now this, you know, it's, yeah. it's like who's going to what's going to happen there? We were all. She wants to go to Italy, man. Well, here's the thing, you know, Joy. She's so she's she is so much smarter than the rest of us. We are out here worried about refugees. We're here worried about you know whether or not Ukraine's going to fall. Are we going to send missiles to help the Ukrainians? Is Kiev going to make it? You know, they're getting encircled right now. We're all worried about these things. Like, but you know, we are getting lost in the big picture. And Joy is able to drill down to the core of this problem, which is: she Can I go to Italy on vacation? Can I go see? Uh, you know, Michelangelo or whatever she wants to go. She wants to go see Michelangelo's David and Putin is preventing that from happening. Yeah. What a she, jerk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This Putin guy sounds like a real jerk. huh? Yeah. <laughs> Messing up everyone's vacation plans, man. Yeah. Yep. That's good. awful. And, you know, she hasn't been able to go because of COVID for the past four oh. years, even though COVID has only been around for like two years or something. I <laughs> and the one chance she finally gets to go to Italy. This That's guy right. just goes and invades Ukraine. Has to invade an Eastern European <clears throat> totally throws off all of her plans. Yeah, I yeah. think we've learned that Joy Behar is a math genius too. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. two two years, four years. I, I mean, I only thought COVID had been around for two years, but apparently it's been four. 
Well, she she knew it existed two years before everyone else did. Yeah. Yep. You see, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that ins- kind of that insider knowledge. Right. You know, exactly. Like yeah. Insider yep. trading. That kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's so much knowledge inside that big red head of hers. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's that, out that there. Re- the red head. The red hair is part of her brain. That's yeah. why they're. That's why redheads yep. are so smart. Well, you know, she's a mutant, which probably means she's smarter than the rest of us. Yeah. yeah. She exactly. has this. Has this thing. She's irradiated. You know, she's on there. You know, th- there's a reason why the View is so lauded. You know, for political commentary. Mm. And and it's because of that. It's because they're all geniuses. Yep. I think you know Joy is doing a great job. Lover show, do, doing great things. Yeah. Okay. You know, bringing attention to the real, the real cost of the invasion of Ukraine, and that the is real issues of the world. The the real cost, yeah, yeah. is uh, not being able to go to Naples. Yep. She can't go to Cafe Dinopoli just yet. We should be hmm. thankful that she even gave us the opportunity, like the privilege of hearing right. that. That is true. Those are wise. Those are sage words. You know. People are going to remember that. Yeah. Like the Oracle Years of Delphi. Like we, Yes. We really should pray for Joy Behar. You know, she's, her she's just having she's just having a rough go of it. That's right. She hasn't been able to go to Italy for mm-hmm. like four years. And you know, it's so unfair because there are plenty of Ukrainians who are getting free trips to Poland and exactly. Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, I can't Nobody believe it. thinks about Joy Behar. No one thinks about Joy Behar. All these people, I mean, heck, even the Russians are getting a trip to Ukraine. Yeah. You know, it seems like everyone gets to go on European vacations except for Joy Behar. <laughs> Just like so all these sad. Ukrainians get to leave wow. America to go to Ukraine, you know? Mm. She should. We should. Uh, what would you say? Like, give her an application to, to yeah. become a saint. Let's yep. get her. Let's get her a, a GoFundMe. But but you see, she. There you go. Yeah, GoFundMe. All right, l- listen. Uh, Joy Behar. Wait, no call to action. A GoFundMe. Though. She uh, she needs money to go to Italy for uh, to accept her sainthood. They're gonna canonize ah, okay, her in okay, the Vatican. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That, that, that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. I, I think I think she will get her trip, and I think she's gonna get more than she thought she was gonna get on this <laughs> trip. It's so we're so sweet. We're wonderful people. All right. Aren't we? <laughs> and uh, next up is this chick named, uh, or I mean. <clears throat> woman <laughs> named uh Anna Lynn McCord who was on a show called Beverly Hills 90210 which I'd never heard of and I never heard of this person but she's an actress but I guess she moonlight moonlights as a beat poet and she wrote a poem to Vladimir Putin Dear President Vladimir Putin I'm so sorry that I was not your mother If I was your mother you would have been so loved held in the arms of joyous light Never would the story's plight, the world unfurled before our eyes, a pure demise of nations sitting peaceful under a night sky. If I was your mother, the world would have been warm. She went and bought a rhyming dictionary. So laughter and joy and nothing would Break harm. The I can't thesaurus. imagine the stain, the soul-stealing pain that the little boy you must have seen and believed and the formulation of thought she would have written something like this for Hitler? you lived in a cruel, unjust world. And would have talked about, like, art school? Is this why you now decide no one will get the best of you? Is this why you do not hide nor away shy from taking back the world? It wasn't because so early in life, all that strife wrapped your little body with fear. (laughs) If I was your mother, if the, the world was cold, I'd have died to make you warm. I'd have died to protect you from the unjust. Is she saying that she would have burnt herself for I firewood? Yeah. <laughs> you would have been warm. I can't take any more of this. Is she trying? Uh, is she saying she would support him? No. But what what she's saying is that Putin just has childhood trauma. Like yep. he he would be like the rest of us if he you know just didn't have yeah. problems growing up. Which I'm gonna be perfectly honest, uh, lady. He was a freaking KGB spy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, and I don't think that's definitely it's not a volunteer because program. It's not because men are evil or like 
well, I guess men aren't evil, but well, it's not because of our of our fallen nature. It's not yeah. because of like the sin in the world. It's just because his mama did a bad. Because he has daddy issues. Yeah. Putin, Vladimir, Vlad, his mommy Daddy issues. Vlad, or whatever. Yeah. They, daddy what, Vlad. And this woman, Vladdy? she would have done so well. This what's yeah. happening right now? Hey, man. you know, you know who has a really great track record with raising children? Celebrities. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, like like look at Gwyneth Paltrow and her kid, like Apple or whatever his name. You know, I'm yeah. sure, I'm sure a kid with a name like Apple isn't going to grow dude? up. Yes. That is unfortunate. It's a child named Apple. That is unfort. Mm. Yeah. So, like, you know, if, if there's anyone who knows how to raise children, it's uh, actresses on old TV shows that... Yep. Yep. I love her, pre- or like, her actual performance. Mm-hmm. Like, she speaks as yeah. if she's... You know, I learned why her show was canceled. That performance right All there. Right. Though, so. <laughs> oh, I see, yeah. Well, no, the funny thing like, is, ah. the performance isn't awful, mm-hmm. but it's funny because the words are... Yeah, it's like, it is pretty bad. It's kind of like she's reading her daughter's poem, mm-hmm. but she's like giving it her all to like you know. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, sweetie, I love you, but it's like I, it's not that great. That's kind of I mean, how it. That's that's how it felt. It's no Shakespeare or anything. I'll say. No, it isn't. Kids, uh, could you imagine like a hundred years from now, like kids are going to be memorizing if this I poem? Was your mother. Yeah, it's like now we have. If I was your mother, by a limerick, Anna, whatever Anna her name is, Limmy McCord. Yeah, Lynn. that 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 would crack me up, honestly. Like doing lyrical analysis on this poem, like 250 years, like wow. <laughs> oh dear, Mr. Putin. Yeah, you know I'm, what I'm surprised by is the fact that Putin hasn't called off the invasion. Oh, after hearing who he is in the fetal position, crying in the Kremlin. Yeah. 31 million views though on this thing. Yeah, wow. If that can get, you know, if if this can get 31 million views, how many can our troops get? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm curious to see what the comments are. It kind of got ratioed. 95,000 likes and 31 million views. That's not great. That's like what, less uh, than... What's, what's the ratio for Twitter? Is it is it retweets uh, yeah. or replies? <clears throat> well, you don't want to have as many replies. Like So 41,000 replies, uh, 95,000 likes. I, I don't think that's very good. <laughs> that's not great. I mean, less than 100,000 likes and 31 million views. That's a sheesh. All right. Uh, next up, uh, you know... You know who I know is always good for a great prescient political comment? Madonna. Wait, didn't she feature on one of our on our blonde or not? Yeah, she she did. Oh my god. And gosh. she's back she for is more. On fire. She is uh back for more. Uh and uh Madonna, who so eloquently and famously said, I've thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. Uh she's back at it again. You know, I guess she doesn't really care about the White House getting blown up, but you know, you you blow up Ukraine, and she's all up in arms. She made a great video of herself dancing to one of her songs and played over herself dancing and her music is uh, Ukraine getting blown up. It is rather bizarre. Let's take a listen. Listen And there's there's a video of Hitler and Putin, and she's dancing kind of provocatively. And And there's pictures of Ukraine being blown up. And there's a helicopter, and there's a map, and there's a tank. And she just flipped off Putin, I guess. And she's putting Hitler's face over Putin. And and dancing. And then Hitler. there's Hitler. There's Hitler again. More dancing. And then there's a bomb. More yeah. dancing, so and then explosions. That, that's basically it. Um, wow. Just great. This is exactly what we needed. That, that, that's great stuff. You know, uh, thank, does thank, she remem- thank God. Does she realize that she Madonna. was irrelevant like 15 years ago? Hey, now... Madonna, she's more relevant than ever. I would say she's more <laughs> relevant today video, than she's back on the map, whenever, baby. What do you what, what do you mean back? She's not back. She never left. 
I uh, never. Uh, you keep telling yourself that. What, what was that line from Sunset Boulevard? I, she's like, I never, uh, I never got small. It was the movies that got small, or something like that. Mm-hmm. You're listening to the Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Thanks for tuning in on the radio if you listen that way, or uh, thanks for listening on Spotify. If you're still on SoundCloud, we would ask that you move to Spotify. We're just trying to consolidate everything up there. We know we have a bit of an audience on SoundCloud. We're trying to get things over to Spotify and make it easier for you to find us because you can follow our podcast and get notifications whenever we post new shows. Mm-hmm. You can download all that kind of fun stuff. All right. Our last segment is going to be a really quick, quick-hitting, wacky world episode. we got a couple of great news stories here. Um, first up, we have great article. Uh, I'm going to make a joke that literally every article I saw that had this story made the same joke. Okay. All right. Here's your headline. Here we go. A party house. 150 teens were dancing at a house party. Yes. In Colorado. Okay. And the floor fell out from underneath them. And the lead for every single one of these stories has been... Colorado party brings the house down. And I, I understand that in today's media world, you know, you yeah. have minutes to write a story. You have, yeah, you have limited options. I, I will say, though, this actually happened a while ago. I believe it was in Georgia. There was a, there was a house party. Same thing happened. Uh, they, they had a rave. There's a lot of people. And there's a video, actually, of everyone falling through the floor. Yeah. It's the, rather entertaining. <clears throat> this actually happened in Hillsdale not too long ago at a bar uh, where Battle of the Bands was happening. Now they didn't. They broke the floor. They didn't fall all the they way didn't, through. They didn't. They didn't like cut a nice little hole in the floor and just. But it definitely. Elevator. It definitely caved in. Oh, I know. Like, yeah, there's great photos of the uh, the underside of that. Afterwards. And uh, yeah. you know, people were just jumping up and down. People raving too hard, man. Yeah, the you know that beat drop must have just been oh, sick, dog. Thunderous. Must have gone crazy. It was a birthday bash. Awesome. Got out of control. The address was leaked on social media, so a bunch of people showed up. Nice. I, I, I bet you not a lot of people who were there were actually invited, or maybe not. I don't know. I don't know how we feel about that. Like you throw a house party, and it's like your birthday party, and then a bunch of people you don't know show up, and you're like, hey, how do I, how do I know you? You know? Facebook. How would you feel? Oh yeah, we're friends. Facebook friends. There you go. That's right. Yeah. We're all, we're all friends here. That's nice. That's a that's, that's a, a memorable birthday. I'll say that. Uh, yeah, you I, will remember that. <clears throat> yep, you know, breaking it in. Uh, they had a fifteen-year-old. I think breaking it, was a, it down. It, it was uh, it was a fifteen-year-old's birthday party. Wait, seriously? Yeah, I kid that's you not. That's amazing. That that's pretty baller. Because I mean, a serious rave for those, a fifteen-year-old. Those must have been some fat fifteen-year-olds. I'll say, you know, you know, maybe there's something to this about childhood obesity epidemic. You know, maybe we got some evidence right here. I uh, hey. Maybe it wasn't really 150 kids. Maybe maybe they were just like ten really fat kids. It's true. Like I don't like, know. Like like ten three hundred pound kids. Because I'm looking at the picture of this house, and I don't know how you fit 150 people into one room. Like it's kind of a it's not well, a small house by any means, but it's not large. Yeah, either. but if the kids get bigger, you can't fit as many in the room, so the ratio probably kind of kind of you know equalizes. That makes sense, right? Huh? Like you're saying, like you can only fit so many people in the house, but it's like yeah. if the people are bigger, you're not going to be able to fit as many anyway. Right. Exactly. So I I think yeah. This is the best evidence I've seen for just a childhood obesity epidemic. I, I didn't believe I didn't believe any of the, the hype earlier. We're learning so much today. But now I think you know we've got some real world example of you know may, maybe we do need to you know put the chips down. <laughs> danger. Danger. Yeah, there's a danger. sign outside the house that says danger. <laughs> yeah, I'm not why. afraid of having a good time. No. 
if you don't break something at a party, yeah, uh, especially if it's like a very large portion of the house, then did you even party? Yeah, danger may have may have uh, a rock in time. Yeah. All right, next story here, and this makes my heart very sad Uh-oh. as a materialist hustler, a paper chaser oh, in today's no. world. A cargo ship carrying luxury cars has sunk mid-Atlantic. Pulled a Titanic on us, boys. And uh, what brand were these cars? Well, the car was coming from Germany, so it was a bunch of German sports cars. There oh, were some no. Porsches on board. No. Some Mercedes. Oh, the Mercedes. Oh, my yeah. And I'll be honest with you. I'm, I only buy Japanese cars. I, you know, Americans, as long we don't. As you don't buy Russian. I'm sorry. What kind of, what kind of Russian car? A freaking Yugo? Uh, what are they called? Ladas? You get I, Ladas from Russia? I, I don't even know if they import them. I've never seen one in my life. I don't, well. I mean, import the States to the States. Especially yeah. recently now. I don't know if they're going to have send much anything. But uh, at least 4,000 vehicles were on the Felicity Ace, which was the name of the ship. Ooh. The ship was carrying 2,000 metric tons, which is equal to 2,200 American tons of fuel. And then the same amount of oil. Okay. Okay. Sure. And uh, what are the damages of this? It doesn't they, really they say. Uh, it says it. Well, it's not clear how many cars were on the ship, and it. We also don't know. Uh, there was a fire that broke out on board. We don't know what caused the fire. I, I wonder if they had Another any. Fifteen-year-old uh, uh, rave. Yeah, I, I wonder if they had any Ford Pintos on board. That's what caused the Uh-oh. fire. <laughs> watch out for them. <clears throat> I, I think that's. I think we got it. We found our culprit. All right, Ford, get on that. I mean, yeah, they haven't made a Pinto in a very long time, but yeah, well, they're shipping them back. You know, it's an old collector car. Okay, sure. You know, I, I, I bet you. Museum piece. Yep, no, that's what's going on. Sure. Because. Uh, or is a Samsung cell phone? Yeah, there you go. One of the yeah. two. It, it was a bunch of retro it, it, tech they're bringing back. Yeah, easily, easily mistaken. Or it could be one or the other. Right. You know, you never can tell. Maybe it was a Samsung phone in a Pinto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Samsung owner who drives a Pinto. Yeah, so th- this Oof. is pretty sad. I let's go f in the chat for, uh, what's the name of the ship? The Felicity Ace going down. I don't care about the ship. The cars. I care about the cars. Yeah, that, that's really sad. But I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I wouldn't be surprised if those cars float because most German stuff is a bunch of crappy plastic now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and aluminum. Yeah. yeah, and I bet you they'll float. They, they'll be fine. Those psh, whatever. I mean, they, they won't work afterwards. I mean, but the German they, they probably weren't working no, they, anyway. No, they were no, coming they'll over. work. They'll work. You just flush the engine out. German engineering is a bunch of crap. I'm not gonna <laughs> buy. I, I don't believe the hype. Believe like if you have a BMW or a Mercedes in this country and like one little piece breaks and it's like super complicated, stupid. Com- like the Germans did not learn their lesson after World War II. Okay, they lost World War II big reason because their tanks were so freaking complicated you know you couldn't like fix it out in the field like some german guys like how do i make this as precise and as complicated as possible yeah. and then they, and, and the, the freaking russians here are just like driving around in a cardboard box that they put sticks on you know and they're like and they won the war you know okay. you know what i'm saying i mean some okay maybe repairs aren't easy but reliability i think tends to be pretty decent from <laughs> German no, vehicles. no, BS. They, they want you to buy more cars. If they wanted them to be reliable, they wouldn't make it like 25 bajillion parts. Like If you look at the number of individual baby parts in a German car uh-huh. and how many of them are plastic compared to like old school American cars, totally different ballgame. Like when you're making something for reliability, right, you're going to make something that is pretty much like, you know, frame on axle. You're going to make it, you know, really straightforward. I'm not going to gooch it up, you know, with like, I'm 
here and I'm going to cheat on my emission standards because I want that one okay, more percent yeah, well, performance. There is, there is that. But yeah. I will say this. You are taking the Russian approach of reliability or the Russian approach of quality. America used to make like... What do you, I love Japanese cars. I love reliability. I freaking Toyota. Which is the Russian approach of reliability, which is very easy to fix. No, no, no. There's a difference between being easy to fix. Like like freaking T34 tank, like Russian stuff is, they say, not very reliable, but easy to fix. Like, I mean, I don't know. Like the, the Russian solution to a wobbly desk would just be, I'm going to put a piece of cardboard underneath the leg. And it works. The Right, exactly. It's not, I mean, it's not very elegant. The, the Japanese solution is they're just going to not make a table that is wobbly. They're going to fix the leg. They're going to make it fine. The German solution is they're going to build some, like, stupid machine with a computer that has, like, some hydraulics on it that adjusts the wobble of the table or, like, moves. Or, no, no, here's what they're going to do. They're going to put, like, hydraulics on your chair that, like, adjust you relative to the table so that you're always perpendicular to the table no matter what angle the chair takes. That's the German solution to that problem. I think your first... Your first uh example of the hydraulics in the actual table to adjust its leveling is probably a closer representation and actually in many cases would make a, a very cool table right because it's stupid you could plant a table on a hill and you could have it completely level but who puts a freaking table on a hill why would you not want it to be able to do that why would you want it to be able? How many times have you been in class and you're like, well, gee golly, I wish I was on the side of Mount Everest right now. I wish I could have class like perpendicular, perpendicular hey, maybe, learning. Maybe I want to have, you know, food, like, I, I don't know, having a picnic on the side of the table. I want my hydraulically adjusted ta uh, table legs. Oh, my gosh. Fine. I mean, it's so complicated. I don't, I don't know why you need no, that. No, it's going to be harder to fix because there's way more components and you're going to need a, you know, a very right. well-educated person to fix your Well, your not table. only that, you got to order from the whole, another freaking continent to well, get the sure. piece you need. However, it's a, it's a dang good table. But it's going to be overpriced. It's going to be like 25 times more expensive. It's a dang good table. No, it's not. It's over table. complicated does not necessarily Just mean good. Just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's bad. Right, but being complicated doesn't mean it's good. But if it accomplishes something that's, you know... Like, I don't know, like, n not only does my toothbrush brush my teeth, but my toothbrush also, I don't know, is a it's thermometer. Like, it's like... That doesn't make it a better it's toothbrush. Comparing, it's comparing dental floss to one of those water picks. No, no, but what I'm saying is, like, just because it has this, like, nifty little thing and they make it complicated, and, like, I mean, I don't care about getting, like, an extra 5% performance out of my car. It's like a day-to-day -day well, You commute. don't. Right. But that's not you're not everybody. Look, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. German engineering is stupid. That's just that that's just the end of the line, end of story. That's your opinion. Hey, who won World War Two? Yes, well Checkmate. In, that, in that case though, that's a very different application. But if we're talking about just like want something that works. Well, yeah, but the beauty of mechanics too. Like the beauty of just a mechanical device. And, and you know what's really beautiful? Huh. A car that will go to like three hundred thousand miles. That up Toyota Tacoma, up Toyota 4Runner. I'm not saying Tacomas are bad. I'm just saying yeah. that German cars, specifically uh, Porsches, uh, they have their place in this world. No, they don't. They're awful. They're for stupid yuppies out here who want to look cool. And yet, like, you, no, that's BMW. No, nothing's more cool than having to go for maintenance every two weeks, you know, get my car tuned up. That's actually more of an Italian car, but... That's like that's like a Ferrari's getting your car fixed every you know two months. Fix and it if again, you don't Tony. drive it for like two months, then all the oil settles and it ruins the engine. Yeah, you know I, I miss the days you know when when Volkswagen used to make tanks. <laughs> I yearn for. Do you miss the, you miss do you want those days to come back? I yearn back, for Nick? those days. Yeah. Dude, uh, uh, BM or uh, it was Volkswagen had a really poorly 
uh, done ad one time <clears throat> and it was talking about, you know, how fuel efficient the car was. And it was like, mm-hmm. can you go from Berlin to Warsaw in one tank? <laughs> <laughs> it's like too soon. That was actually one of their commercials. Yep. I don't think they were thinking about it. Or maybe they were. No, they had to have thought about that. Dude, there's no way they didn't know. I'm actually very <clears throat> impressed they made that joke. If that's true, and if you can find this this clip, I I I'm very very proud of Volkswagen. It was like a uh, it was just like a little still, like in a magazine or something, you know. Berlin to <clears throat> Oh my gosh, yeah. Berlin yep. to Warsaw in one tank. Mhm. Funny stuff. On that note, you were listening to The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM. Tune in next week.